Welcome back to Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. As ever, if you want to get in touch, you can email me techtalk at newstalk.com. On Tuesday morning, so that's Tuesday the 28th, from 11 to 12 on the Pat Kenny Show, we will be doing the ultimate gift guide to Christmas. Uh, I am going to have so many devices. My desk is actually swimming in product at the moment, Uh, but we will have something for every price bracket. But if there's something in particular you're looking for, if you're looking for a very niche or specific recommendation, email techtalk at newstalk.com and we will uh, factor it in. But make sure you join us, The Pat Kenny Show, Tuesday morning from 11 to 12. Now, 2023 has been the year of AI. It all kicked off around this time last year with the buzz around ChatGPT, but it has gone through the roof over the last number of months. PwC has carried out its 2023 Gen AI Business Leaders Survey and Martin Duffy is with me now to talk through some of the results and also, I suppose, provide a bit of a guide to businesses that are looking to navigate their way through Uh, the implementation of artificial intelligence in their company. Uh, Martin, it's great to talk to you. Before we get into some of the results, let's start at the very beginning. When we're talking about Gen AI, what exactly are we talking about? So AI itself isn't new. It's been around since the 1950s when the first systems were were built. And it kind of had a little bit of a resurgence in the early 1990s when neural networks were were quite popular in business, but it never really delivered uh, on its value because it was always quite difficult to use and its applications were quite limited. Its main application area uh, up until recently has been mainly focused on predictions. So it's been used in machine learning to predict which customers would renew their motor insurance or if you're a bank, who you should give a loan to predict whether or not they would be able to repay their loan. What's happened is around about a year ago, ChatGPT launched, and that was a significant change. It was the first gen AI or generative AI system. And as the name suggests, what generative AI does is it creates. So it creates new content, and that's really what makes it different. It can create text or language, it can create reports, it can create presentation decks, it can write code in multiple different programming languages, it can create images, video, even works of art. So this is really a new capability. And that's why I think most organizations are a little bit challenged by it, because traditional IT systems have been designed to be a point solution to a point problem. And now the challenge for organizations is there are so many different ways in which generative AI can be used that they really need to take a step back and say, well, where are the benefits for our business? And where are the use cases that we can see that actually will drive value for us and drive efficiency? I was reading through your the PwC Gen AI Business Leader Survey for 2023 and only 6% of the of the businesses uh, surveyed have AI governance structures in place. How important, in your opinion, is it to have structures in place before embracing the technology? Or is it a bit of a chicken and egg situation? With a lot of technologies, what happens is that governance follows the adoption of the technology. Um, the difference with 
generative AI is it's such a disruptive capability for most organizations. It can be used in just about every function within the organization. That governance is now no longer optional. It's actually a requirement. And the EU AI Act, which we'll hear an awful lot about in the coming months, is in its final stages of negotiation in Brussels. This is the first piece of legislation globally that tries to regulate the use of AI. And as part of that, governance is now no longer optional. Governance will be a legal requirement. So as you said, only 6% of Irish organizations are saying that they currently have governance in place. However, a huge majority, 95% of them said to us that they are looking at putting governance in place. So I think the message is starting to land with Irish businesses that this is no longer optional. This is now a requirement. And certainly as the EU AI Act comes into law, we'll see it becoming actually a legal requirement. So it becomes more and more important to how we operate in our everyday in, the, in every organization. And for the, the businesses that are looking to embrace Gen AI, it's such a new tool, it's such a disruptive tool. Is there any insight as to how businesses are going about identifying what are the best applications for their specific industry? Uh, or is it still early doors where they know they want to be in this realm, but they're not quite sure where they sit? So one of the things that really struck us when we looked at the, what the Irish business leaders said to us about their views on Gen AI is that the range of applications that they were looking at was quite vast. It touched on almost every function in the organization. So everything from planning of marketing or sales or financials, all the way through to supply chain and better understanding of product development and targeting of customer segments. In fact, what we saw was there was only a very small percentage of Irish organizations who said that they weren't going to use Gen AI at all in the next 12 months. And that was around about 20% of organizations. So 80% are already looking at where they can use it. The whole idea of Gen AI is that it's kind of like the PC revolution that happened 40 years ago. It's a capability that can be used in every single function within the business. And so while the adoption of PCs in Irish organizations happened over many years, in fact, up to a decade, mainly through the 80s and into the early 90s, what we're seeing is Gen AI is achieving the same thing in a period of months rather than years. So the pace of change here is much faster than we've seen before. However, the kind of disruption is something that there is experience of. And what we need to do is really focus on where is the value and how do we ensure that that value is delivered in a responsible manner that's responsible for the organization, responsible for their customers and responsible for their employees. One of the other stats that jumped out is that 82% believe that Gen AI will either increase jobs or have no net impact. Um, what do you think is giving employers that po- that vantage point when it is still so early doors? So again, if we if we look back to the adoption of the PC, fifty years ago, most Irish organisations had typists. Now that role no longer exists. 
but there's loads of new roles that come in as a result. So we have programmers, we have web developers, we have social media uh, influencers and social media analysts. So what we're expecting to see is that the roles people do will change. There will be new jobs created. Prompt engineering is the one that I think is probably most advanced. But the other thing that we expect to see is that the use of Gen AI will be in removing low value work or creating first drafts of reports or first drafts of presentations and where the current workforce will really gain the benefit from it is it will allow them to concentrate their time and their skills on areas where they've already been trained. If you're an accountant now, you're no longer having to wrangle numbers within spreadsheets to actually create the, the figures that you need to gain insight. Gen AI can help you do that in a much quicker way. And so your time then is focused on interpreting the, the information that comes out and actually gaining the business insight and the business benefit from that. So one of the things Irish organizations will really need to do is actually invest in upskilling their workforce in the use of Gen AI. And if you take PwC Ireland as an example, we're in the middle of training every single employee in the organization in the use of Gen AI. And what we expect to see is that it will increase the productivity, it will reduce costs, and it will save time. But at the same time, it will also increase the value that the individual feels from their work. And so to a large extent, the adoption of Gen AI is not so much about technology. It's about managing the change. And this change is something that is going to come. We're seeing a very large number of Irish organizations saying that they expect this to have a significant impact on their business over the next uh, five years. So around about three quarters, 76% of respondents said that to us. So the change is happening in every single industry sector. We had over 24 different industry sectors responding to our survey. And it's something which either organizations can manage and control that change, or the change will actually drive them. So every business person out there needs to think about, do you want to be in control of what's happening within your organization, or do you want external forces to control it? And the way to control this is by adopting it, putting in place appropriate governance, and understanding where it can create value for your organization. Yeah, one of the uh, issues that cropped up, I was at the Cybersecurity Summit in Croke Park a few months ago, and we were talking through AI and how incredible it will be to augment the work that's being done up and down this country already. But the, the notion of, I suppose, individual employees utilizing some AI tools for their own productivity that may not have been vetted by you know, the CTO or signed off by whomever is in charge of that kind of stuff. And that could cause headaches for businesses if things aren't done in that uh, controlled way that you're talking about there with the right governance put in place and transparency amongst teams, amongst organizations as a whole is going to be vital here, isn't it? Absolutely. So when we're talking to our clients, 
what we're saying to them is you need to be looking at this through three different lenses. You need to understand how you can apply Gen AI. You need to understand how you can protect, and that's really around cybersecurity and privacy, either protect your AI systems or use AI as part of your cybersecurity protection. And then the third aspect is how are you going to comply with the requirements, be they either in your industry or be they uh, more global, such as the EU AI Act, um, to ensure that you're using Gen AI in a safe manner. So while the uses of Gen AI cover, as you said, everything from cybersecurity all the way through to understanding what your um, benefits package are from your employer, the governance structures that you need to have run throughout your organization. Everything needs to be built on trust. If you have trust as being the central plank of your strategy around how you adopt and how you use AI, and that's trust in the technology, trust in how you're using it, ensuring that your clients or your customers have trust in your use of it and transparency, and ensuring that your employees have trust, then you've got the recipe for success. A lot of this, though, is going to come down to the investment that businesses opt to make. And this is something you've alluded to already, but 55% of the respondents are not confident in their organization's ability to assess the ROI on current AI initiatives. And that, to me, you know, depending on the size and the scale of your business, you know, if you are the CFO and you're sitting down with your spreadsheets looking to plan the next year, the next two years, next five years, I suppose ensuring that you aren't just pouring money down the drain is of vital importance for a few different reasons. Um, is there education to be or an education program to be done here to try and inform businesses how they can assess it? Or is it very much going to depend and differ from business to business? So this is the number one question that organizations ask us. They, their, their primary challenge is to understand, well, where are the benefits for us? in the use of Gen AI. And while there are some that we see kind of run across every organization, and that might be something as simple as checking that a job advert that you're posting is compliant with either local or, or you know, EU laws, or if you're posting it internationally that it's compliant with, with whatever legislation in that jurisdiction. There are other ones which different organizations will get more value from or less value from. And so really delving in and understanding what the business implications are and what the business uses are of Gen AI is so, so important. What we're really seeing is that this is more about understanding the business impact than understanding the technologies. The technologies are reasonably well established already they're commercially available. And part of the challenge I think a lot of organizations have had around the adoption of AI in Ireland is that only 7% of Irish organizations have rolled out AI to a large scale. Mm. So that means that there's a lack of experience and there's a lack of understanding of really where the value is from this new technology. So by bringing in the business expertise, by bringing in the deep understanding of how this could disrupt 
a finance function or a marketing function and disrupt in a positive way, not a negative way. That's how you gain the insight to see where the value is. And at the end of the day, if this is not creating value for your organization, then you have to ask the question of, is this a technology that you want to adopt? Certainly, our experience is that the use cases where we've seen value, even in our internal rollout of generative AI, have been areas that we haven't expected. So one of the biggest um, use cases that we've seen internationally is for non-native speakers of whatever language it is, putting their emails into the system and asking it, to refine the email, I put it into a business tone, I put it into a more friendly tone. And that's something which on the surface, I would never have thought of as being a significant benefit, but certainly it improves communication. And for an individual who you know doesn't speak the, the language uh, natively, it really, really helps them get the nuances of the language. And that's, I think, one of the really interesting things about Gen AI is it's a very nuanced answer it gives you. But there are some kind of little tick boxes that you need to look at when you're getting your answer from your Gen AI system. And we call those the five C's. So your output from the system has to pass this bar of the five C's. And the five C's are, is the answer correct? Is the answer current? Is the answer complete? Is the answer based on clean data? And is the answer checkable? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not an accountant. So if I ask a generative AI system to build me a new finance process, I have no idea whether or not it's giving me a complete or correct answer. So it's not checkable in my instance. However, if I brought in one of my colleagues who is an accountant and asked them to review it, they have the knowledge, they have the skills. So the human being in the loop here is very, very important. I love that five C's because it's just so easy to digest. It's easy to implement. And as you said, if you can't tick off all five, you either need to loop someone else in or just back away and do it the old school way. So that is a very good way to look at it. Uh, my final question, and I want to bring us back to where we started, which is with the EU AI Act. Um, I always talk about GDPR. It's legislation that came in, it was implemented, businesses had to comply, the consumers could understand the benefit of it, and there are clear fines if they're not adhered to. Um, will the AI Act, the EU AI Act, be as digestible for businesses and will it be, will the compliance element of it, you know, be policed and enforced thoroughly? So... It's still going through its final negotiations in Brussels at the moment, but the shape of it as it stands focuses really on, first of all, this is a business to individual act. So it's not a business to business act. It looks really at the use cases of AI rather than looking at the technology of AI. And that's, a, that's quite a smart approach and it sets out four different levels of risk so at the top level is unacceptable risk and this is where ai is banned from being used and it's fundamentally looking at things like 
where it impacts on the safety or the fundamental rights of individuals. And the proposed fines around that are up to 6% of global turnover. So that's 50% higher than GDPR, which is, which is very, very high. Then there's high-risk AI, and this attracts a fine of up to 4% of global turnover. And here, the legislation actually calls out a number of different use cases where if you're using AI in this manner, then you have to ensure that you have a very well-structured governance program, which looks at things like, is it fair? Understanding the cleanliness of the data that has been used, making sure that there's humans in the loop and that they're pro properly trained and making sure there's a high level of robustness, security, and accuracy. And this covers everything from the safety of products all the way through to the management of workers and things like CV sorting for job applications. Then the next level down is limited risk. And this is really where someone is interacting with an AI system. They have to be informed that they're talking to an AI system or that the video that they're seeing has been generated by AI. And then the final one is minimal or no risk. And this is really around your Netflix recommender system. If it recommends a movie that you don't really like, it's not the end of the world. You might be the most popular person at home, but it, it doesn't really impact in a big way. And so by categorizing and looking at these different um, levels of risk, then organizations can put in place detailed governance to ensure that they're going to be compliant with the legislation. This is the first piece of legislation globally trying to regulate AI. But we're already seeing that places like Brazil, Singapore, and Australia have, are already drafting legislation the UK is developing its principles, and even the US is looking at how regulation of AI could work in probably the, the least regulated technology market in the world. So this is something that we're expecting to see globally being adopted. There may be slight differences in the legislation, but the general direction of travel is trying to manage and trying to regulate the use of the AI rather than the technologies, because the technologies are changing so quickly. Well, look, that was a, a very comprehensive yet understandable guide through it all. Uh, so thank you so much for that. Uh, the full report is up on uh, PwC's website. I would highly encourage you to go in, have a snoop through some of the stats, and it may even just cause you and your business to reflect on where you are within your own journey with AI because it isn't going anywhere. Uh, Martin Duffy, thank you so much for joining us here on News Talk. Thanks very much, Jess.